You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Father Randall Kiesel broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota on this great Monday, the Feast of St. James the Greater, Apostle of our Lord Jesus, also Santiago de Compostela. And I'm very happy to invite our next guest, Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. Father Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. We're Good glad to, to have back. you. And I know, uh, just for our listeners, and then Father Chris is only able to be with us for the short time. He had a little change in his schedule this morning. You're a very busy priest serving our Lord uh, with full generosity, but we're thankful you got a few minutes to be with us here this morning. Uh, tell us, Father Chris, how is everything going at the Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge? Well, I hope they're holding the fort. I'm not there, <laughs> I'm not there right now. Um, I haven't been home to see my, my, my sick mother in two months, so okay. I quick flew home for one day, and now I'm racing to the airport to get to Chicago our, um, uh, at the Catholic Marketing Network and then up to Wisconsin for a conference with Steve Ray and Bishop Burke. Uh-huh. So we, if you're in the area, please come by. We'll be in La Crosse, Wisconsin on Thursday. Uh, for a great talk. And in the meantime, back at the Shrine, uh, they continue uh, We get the message of mercy around the world. We're kind of the epicenter there yes. in Stockbridge of uh, getting the message of mercy out to the world. So uh, busy but good. Beautiful uh, ministry that God's given us. Amen. And thank you for all your work, your witness, your teaching, Father Chris. Uh, amazing. And so let's get right into what we want to talk about here. It's, it's uh, namely the, the precious blood of our Lord Jesus, and uh, perhaps relating that to the, the image of divine mercy, because we know the rays coming out of our Lord mm-hmm. represent the precious blood with giving life and the water giving life. So uh, can you tell us a bit about the precious blood and devotion to the precious blood and any connection to the image it, of divine mercy? It, yeah, it's so huge uh, that few people realize. I put it, I, I, I always refer to what I call the big four things, like the big four plenary indulgences uh, that the Church gives, because you can get them any time, any day, any place. I also have what I refer to as our Catholics, the big four devotions, because there's hundreds, if not thousands, out there. And uh, I, I, from all my learning, training, listening as a Catholic and experience as a priest, I think there are the big four. Uh, the first one is the Sacred Heart, because yes. from it emanates the blood and the water, which we see on the image of Divine Mercy. And in the Sacred Heart, we learn God is love. You know, his response to Jansenism. Uh, we have to first understand God is love, and from this comes the devotion of First Friday. So I put that as definitely one of the big four. Then we have what comes from that, united with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we have uh, devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is the first Saturday's devotion. So I put one and two as the first Fridays, first Saturdays, basically the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Everything comes from that. Um, and then, of course, Divine Mercy in and of itself is a devotion, um, not just the message of mercy in the Gospel, but the devotion of Divine Mercy that, Father, you've heard me talk about a hundred times since yes. the the feast, the image, the novena, the chaplet, and the hour of mercy. And um, that's a devotion in and of itself. And then the precious blood. Yes. Because the precious blood links all of it. And actually, people always say, Father, what about the rosary? I include the rosary with the Immaculate Heart, the right. first Saturdays. That's that's kind of uh, kind of my, 
my putting together. But the precious blood is critical. And that's why in the month of July, it's beautiful you're talking about it. Um, because, you know, we worship it because it's Jesus himself, not just an element of him. And a lot of people don't get that. It's seen with the image of divine mercy. Divine mercy is not an attribute, just an attribute of God. Jesus is the divine mercy himself, which, remember, God rest his soul, Father Seraphim. You always loved Father Seraphim. Yes. He would always make sure we capitalize the the, because it's Jesus' the divine mercy um, as a person. And so to the Jews, and it makes sense, because to the Jews, blood was viewed as the main symbol of life. You know, the being died when blood was spilled, and so this is the, the essence of life. You know, the penalty for sin is death, so blood had to be shed to atone for sin. And one drop of Christ's precious blood would have been enough for the whole world. And hmm. people are like, well, wait a minute, it goes back to Leviticus, because Leviticus emphasizes the sacredness of blood through priestly sacrifice. Yes. And this is what's been lost. God bless them, our Protestant brothers and sisters. But listen to what God says. If I can quick flip it open on my cell phone here, I know Go ahead. we're in a hurry. Leviticus Go ahead. 17, as I'm clicking here, 11. Okay. God says in Leviticus 17, 11, since the life of a living body is in its blood, I have made you put it on the altar so that atonement may therefore be made for your own lives. For blood makes atonement. And this, to me, is everything. It's the meaning of the Mass. It's what Christ shed in his passion. And, you know, it continued in Exodus. Moses would sprinkle the blood on the people to ratify the covenant. And one of the best quotes, Father, and I'm going to have to paraphrase, uh, that I ever heard was St. John Chrysostom. And he, he talked about the Passover. Remember, the Passover is where the angel of death passed over the homes that have blood sprinkled the, over the door. door at post, the Exodus, right? yes. Yeah, at the Exodus. So the door, the, the blood post. Now, here's what's fascinating about his comment. He said, if the angel of death passed over a home that had blood around the entrance to it simply from a sacrificed animal, how much more will the angel of death pass over you and your soul, if the blood of the precious blood, the real blood of the real lamb, is spread over your doorposts, meaning your lips to your yes. soul, that when you take the precious blood. So when you, when you, when you consume the precious blood, you, the, the blood of the true lamb is around the doorpost to your soul, and the angel of death will pass over. And the beautiful thing about that, Father, and a lot of people don't understand is, even, well, Father, I'm, I want to see the precious blood at Mass. Your Mass is not valid because you didn't give me the precious blood in the second species. Mm-hmm. No, both species have body, blood, soul, and divinity, concomitantly. But when you receive only the host, you're still receiving body, blood, soul, and divinity. When you receive only the precious blood, you're still receiving body, blood, soul, and divinity. So what an incredible gift in our faith. Sorry to talk so fast, but... <laughs> oh, no, and I, I know your time is so limited because of the change in your schedule, Father, but it's just so inspiring, uh, this aspect of that devotion. So, again, the sacred Incredible. heart. The immaculate heart. Yeah. 
the divine mercy yeah. and then the precious blood. But in our time, yeah. I think we there's simply many Catholics who uh, don't sense this this importance of a heartfelt devotion to our Lord's precious blood. And what what would you uh, say? Perhaps some remedy for that, or what can we do about that? And and it goes back to your second question about the divine mercy. Let me now explain how all four of those devotions tie together in the image of divine mercy. Yes. Okay, the sacred heart. That's the source. That's from which all comes. The emanation of the blood and the water comes from the sacred heart. The sacred heart is the source. In the sacred heart devotion, we learn God is love. In divine mercy, we love. We learn that that love of God is put into action. So that's the definition of mercy, love in action, putting love into action, not just saying, I love you, but acting on it. So from it comes the, the, or from everything comes from the sacred heart. Then what is emanating? Well, the rays of the blood and the water. This is the precious blood that we just explained. So that's in the image. Now that ties to the image of divine mercy. So the third devotion that's in it is the is divine mercy itself because we have the image and why is mary in, in the state in the immaculate heart included because all of divine mercy this is why father seraphim used to say that divine mercy was given to the Marians of the immaculate conception yes because god wanted divine mercy to be under the mantle of mary and so when you take divine mercy and what is the two spiritual weapons of our time? Jesus, the Divine Mercy, and Mary. Mary and uh, Divine Mercy. So when you tie them all together, you have the image, which has the three in it. It's Divine Mercy, that's Devotion 1. You have Sacred Heart, that's Devotion. You have Precious Blood, that's all in the image. But that that whole devotion of Divine Mercy is placed under the mantle of Mary. So it all ties together in that one image under the mantle of Mary. And and when you put it all together, you have those big four devotions right there. Yep. Amen. Wow, you say it so well. That's it's beautiful to do that. And it and so if people are devoted to divine mercy, and perhaps what would you recommend to them regarding uh, the image and having the image in their house or having it up somewhere in a, in a place? Because I know I remember from the diary, our Lord says, "Let everyone have access to to this image." Mm-hmm. What do you recommend we, for people? Our first viral video that, that hit a million views was Feel the Doorpost, which basically ties to the precious blood and the Passover. So what we've been telling everybody is please get an image of Divine Mercy. It doesn't matter if you buy a prayer card or an image or draw one yourself or whatever it needs to be. Get it blessed, which a lot of people are surprised in Catechism 1669, it says the laity can actually bless basic, basic items. Um, you can do this. This is in the Catechism. So get an image, get it blessed by a priest. If you can't, you can actually bless it by virtue of your uh, priesthood, your common priesthood and your baptism. Hang it on your doorpost. Hang it above your door. Hang it on your door. And that will bring the protection that Jesus promised that I wanted in every home. Mm-hmm. I want this image in every home. It's just like the precious blood protecting the doorposts of the homes in the Passover. Jesus, that divine mercy now is the blood of Christ, fulfills that, the blood of the true lamb. Put that on your door. It's a modern-day Passover. It's a Amen. beautiful modern-day Passover. Yep. 
Amen. Well, Father Chris, well, thank you for being with us. We're out of the time in this first segment here, and we're very blessed to have you. I wish you safe travel, and uh, may God bless you, Father. Thanks for being with us. And God bless you and all up there in Pine Island and Minnesota. Blessings from our Shrine of Divine Mercy. Amen. And please stay with us. We're going to have Max and Claire come back for the last part of this half hour to share a little bit more about Catholic family life. Real Presence Radio, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael Pine Island. See you after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Father Randall Kiesel here at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Thank you for being with us. And we enter our final last part of our segment here before the close of our show and Father Chris Alar, he was scheduled to be with us for this whole half hour approximately, but he needed to change his schedule to catch an airplane to get to Chicago to offer a Mass tonight, so unfortunately his time was limited. But thankfully, Max and Claire are still here where we're broadcasting, so they're going to come back here for the last 10 minutes or so to share a little bit more about uh, their family and experiences in the life of the church. So Max and Claire, thank you for coming back on with us here to finish this out. 
Yeah. Thanks for having us back. <laughs> You're so welcome. Soon. Yeah, our interview, the, the interview time was uh, marvelous there that we had in the last segment. But uh, really, Claire, you, you mentioned something of your experiences in your family life. You have two brothers who are priests, right? Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, I have one brother who is a priest, a uh, diocesan priest. That's my older brother. And then I have a little brother who is a brother with... Um, the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal out in New York. New York. So I have a father brother and a brother brother. <laughs> okay, very good. So yeah. it's one priest technically. Then. Yes, yes. You, will your younger brother maybe go on to be a priest perhaps? Or? As of right now, he's pretty content with okay. the, the brother life. So I'm not sure, but he might change his mind down the road and continue okay. on with seminary. Yes, and I just to our listeners, you can't see what I see, but little Zaley is here in uh, Mom Claire's arms and drinking the bottle down, and because <laughs> Max is uh, here watching this uh, little baby girl, uh, it's a, a delightful sight here, it's family life <laughs> in full action uh, through the radio. And But then, uh, so tell us a little bit more about uh, you know, your family, and how, how was there this uh, fertile seed bed? Any, any suggestions that you know from your family and families listening out there that would lead to uh, um, this openness uh, for your brothers and for you to be married in the church as well for these vocational choices? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Max and I were just talking about this yesterday. There's one story that really comes to mind that Max just gets a kick out of. <laughs> but um, my family growing up, you know, we were homeschooled, so we really had the freedom to kind of do whatever we wanted during the day, you know, within boundaries. And um, my brother, Father Colin, had received a mass kit for Christmas one year, and it was so ornate and detailed. It was everything you'd find in a mass just mini the vestments were even they felt like real vestments and um the only thing we couldn't use was my mom wouldn't let us burn the incense in the house (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) father colin decided one day that he wanted to play mass well we did this quite often Uh but looking back on it it was just the most dysfunctional i mean we just (laughs) bickered half the time the only person who came was my mom and then my little brother would eat all the Cheez-Its, which, were, <laughs> which is what we used for communion. And I, I always had to go and change into my nicest dress to be the lector, but I didn't want to change into my nicest dress. So a lot of fights always would break out around, <laughs> around it. But it was, it was really cool to be doing that, you know, when we were, when we were just kids. Um, and then my brother's friends... When he was um, kind of figuring out where he wanted to go to college, his friends wanted to go to seminary. And so my brother was like, well, I'll just go to seminary with them. It was kind of like, uh, we'll just see how this goes, I, if I remember correctly. And I, I think it just really shows that the people you surround yourself with and your friends really make an impact because all of his friends discerned out. And Father Colin, Colin was the only one who really stayed in and went all the way. So, yeah, and then... Father Colin, I remember I was just really struggling in high school to find my path and just going through a really rebellious streak. And he was the one who really kind of called called me out and was like, hey, you're better than this. You can do so much better than this. You should go and do net ministries for a while. And that's exactly what I did. And mm-hmm. then my little brother was also kind of going through a rebellious streak, too. And um, the exact same thing happened. I was like, Aiden, I think you should do net. And he applied and got accepted and he actually ended up serving for four years. And then in, while he was waiting to 
um, enter the Franciscan Friars. So Wow, amazing. Amazing transpiring of events. And even Max, you think about vocations, Max has his own little story before you got married. You know, what, what were people saying to you, Max? Well, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Father Colin always made it a point. You know, I mean, of course, there was... I, I, you know, I'd never thought anything about this too, too terribly much. But when I was in RCIA and starting to take things more and more seriously, uh, Father Colin and then even her, her dad and <laughs> quite a few people would joke about me joining the priesthood while we were dating. And then Father Colin was texting me uh, up until I think two days before the, before the wedding and saying, "Hey, you know, you still have time. You know, it's not too late. You can join the join the hood." Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, I of course I didn't. But I think as uh, as Claire's uh, father handed her off, that was a, the the thing I said to him was, "I'm not joining the priesthood." As, <laughs> as, as he was uh, handing her off at the at the at the sanctuary there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty fun. It's yeah. it's cool too. I just wanted to add to see how different. Father Colin and now Brother Paul Joseph, Claire's mm-hmm. little brother Aiden. Um, there's not not so little, by the way. I think he's he's the tallest uh, uh, Franciscan they have there. They call he's him Brother eight. Shorty. Brother Shorty, yeah, <laughs> he's six eight. So it's a it's a fitting uh, fitting image. But it, it's it's cool for me to see how different they are, how different their temperaments are, and how different their personalities are. But how still how fully both of them mm-hmm. have entered uh, entered into the orders and. It's just it's just very cool to see all the different places for people inside of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, g- great stories all in all. And then, so Max and Claire, if you would have uh, um, any encouragement for our listeners out there living family life, or uh, any encouragement that you know your parents, maybe Claire would say, you know, this is uh, something we found that was helpful for our kids, and we mm-hmm. we feel blessed to see vocations coming. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that you would like to share in about the last ninety seconds or so here? I think my parents, they've given me this advice before, and I just think it's so important, especially when you're, when you're in it and living, living the married life or any vocation for that matter, is just to have a great sense of humor. Yes. And they're just so good at living that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it reminds you to just not take things too seriously when you're in the moment. It can just feel very, very exhausting and, Raising a baby is no joke, and then you just sit, sit back and just laugh at all of it. It's mm-hmm. so important. Um, and I think that sense of humor that they gave us growing up uh, just prepared us for everything in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my, my older brother just has a great sense of humor He does. Still. He does. Father Colin does. Yeah. And when He's going to be on the radio sometime with me. I <laughs> hope so. He'd be so good. But when I was preparing to um, marry Max and just thinking about their vocations and the vocations in our family. It's just, it just feels like the natural next step. And like Max was saying, it's just the human person fully alive and, um, just resting in that and enjoying it and learning how to laugh in it and not taking things too seriously. Yeah. Chesterton said the reason angels can fly is because they take themselves so lightly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we, we try to remind ourselves of that all the time. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Max and Claire, again, you're wonderful yeah. witnesses. And we're going to pause here for a second. We're going to send it uh, back to Fargo for a preview on the rest of this morning and what's coming up here on Real Presence Radio. Back to Fargo. On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday 9 to 11 a.m. Central, our hosts are Chris Euler and Dominic King from Arbordine Roncalli. They'll have on Mike Higstrom to talk about the 100th, 140th anniversary of JP2 schools. All that and much more on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
Thank you, Brooklyn. And we're back here still, Father Kazel at St. Michael Pine Island, still have Max and Claire on. And uh, one last thing, you know, you're a year into marriage, and do you find anything that is a source of a special joy, other than, of course, Zeely here in your arms here, Claire? But what kind of little patterns do you find in your life now that you keep that is a continual source of rejuvenation in, in married life and family life? Yeah, well, Claire keeps reminding me, and I think maybe I had uh, forgotten in my background now. I, I think um, it was Father Cash and Duraco. Mm, we had, we had heard yes. a, uh, I guess it would it would have just been a, a sermon after Mass one time. We we were going to, um, I, I I was going to All Saints quite a bit before we moved from uh, Minneapolis down to Rochester. But uh, he talked a lot about married life as being. Uh, an essential part of marriage is carving out time for your spouse to, uh, you know, either uh, take serious prayer time or go to adoration or go to confession and adoration, you know, yeah. whatever they can do. But his words specifically were, um, marriage is protecting the prayer of the other. Mm-hmm. It's like protecting, like making sure that I'm protecting Max's prayer time and he's protecting my prayer time. Yeah. Amen. And that is the right ordering of things. God yeah. is first for each of you and you serve God and then you serve each other right. and God in each other. So each of you must maintain your individual prayer. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful advice. Individual prayer, we must all do, mm-hmm. and especially in our particular vocation. And then we share and give each other that blessing of doing that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. joy comes. So mm-hmm. yeah. well, Max, Max and Claire, we got only a minute left, so I'm going to kind of wind down our time. Thank you for being with us. Uh, yeah. We'll look forward to having you on again some point in the future. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you for being with us here on Real Presence Radio this morning. The time has gone by so fast here on this great day in which we uh, celebrate Humane Vitae. And 55 years ago today, Pope Paul VI released that uh, encyclical. I encourage you to read it if you haven't. Live uh, family life, married life to the full. Uh, pray for vocations to the priesthood. And go back and listen to these uh, interviews today on the podcast, including, remember to pray for Bishop Barron, who comes here to Minnesota this week. And I'm going to wrap up with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And through the intercession of Mary, the Immaculate Conception, and St. Joseph, and St. James the Greater, and all the apostles, may God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day, everybody, and look forward to the next time with you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.